Welcome to the Boost Podcast with me, Graham Farmer. Welcome to Season 2 of the Boost Podcast with me, Graham Farmer. And today on the podcast, welcome Jojo Walker. She runs her own music and events consultancy, Walker Management. One of her current focuses is creative director for San Francisco's newest venue, Halcyon, who just celebrated their third birthday. She oversees all the creative aspects for the business, including concepts, talent buying, brand management, PR, promotion, production. And I got to sit down with her last week to chat about everything she does there. So, hey, Joe, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are thanks, you? Thanks for joining me on my podcast. You're welcome. How's Trix been? Where, how has things been? I hear you're celebrating a birthday. As in Halcyon. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I'm actually, um, I'm in a uh, sunny, it doesn't look sunny probably from here, but sunny Los Angeles uh, nice. this morning. Um, but yeah, um, we're celebrating Halcyon's third birthday um, this coming weekend. So. Whoa. Yeah, very exciting. It's quite a um, quite a, a exciting thing for a nightclub to uh, to turn three. So yeah, yeah. we'll talk. Let's talk. We'll talk about Halcyon in a bit. Let's uh, let's talk about you first. Let's talk about uh, you and where you came from and kind of how you got to where you are now. Basically, if you can give us the the full run run. So yeah, I um, yeah British um, living in the states um, right now, um, but I have been in the music industry for probably I'd probably say six years now. So nice. like medium amount of time. Yeah, um, uh, got into the industry um, because I was living and working in Ibiza. Okay, uh, which is you know. Yeah. To be expected. Um, what were you doing there? I was um, I was actually running a private events agency. Okay. So we were doing a lot of um, like more concierge and um, I, I, to be honest, like there was a lot of crossover. I was doing a lot of villa parties, um, but private, privately funded rather than promoter kind of led. But it was like very, very similar. Um, How did so, you get into that? Huh? How did you get into that? Um, I, uh, was, well, I, I trained in television production, um, and then crossed over into events when I was, when I was working in London Okay. and then, um, and then was headhunted for a, for a role over in Ibiza. So, um, yeah, but originally I was, before I moved to Ibiza, I was, um, I was doing events, um, in London and, and came over to New York to do a little, little bit. So it kind of all does make sense really, yeah, nice. but, um, but yeah, I was doing that in um, in Ibiza. Um, yeah, and a lot of um, dance music based events, but privately funded. Um, and met a lot of people that obviously worked in the music industry through that. So yeah, yeah, kind of happened organically from there. Built your network, and then what? Then what happened? So then that was what year was that? Was that so that was six six years ago? So that was two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. it was. And then yeah. what happened after that? Was that just that summer or did you then, was that a couple of summers? Uh, yes, yeah, so I was living over there for three years. I did the summer and the winter. Whoa. Yeah. Ibiza is a completely different place um, in the winter to the summer. Um, I love it. But um, And I was coming over to LA um, just kind of for, for kind of holidays um, in the winter as well. Um, which is how I kind of established some contacts in the industry over here as mm -hmm. well. Cool. And then, so okay, cool. What happened then after that? Where did you go next? So, yeah, so um, I 
finished my role in Ibiza and it was kind of just as um, the idea for Halcyon and the funding came about. Um, yeah. A business contact of mine that I've made in Ibiza um, who actually is a very good personal friend of mine now. Um, she wanted to do something in San Francisco in dance music and um, approached me to kind of be the creative director of the venue um, and run all the events and all the artist side of things for them. So yeah, we went we went full throttle um, into that. I was already doing um, artist management anyway, and obviously with my events background, they wanted somebody with kind of more of a business background to kind of run things. So yeah. Cool. And then yeah. for those that don't know, Halcyon's nightclub in San Francisco, 24 hour license. It's Yes, yeah, so we've been fans of it for a while. We've done some, we've done some stuff with you for a while, uh, Project Transmission. So, yeah, and then now you're up to three years, which is incredible. Yeah, it's been quite the roller coaster, um, but 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 really really fun. Um, it was always my aim with the with the kind to try and kind of create a brand as well as just a kind of four walls. Um, yeah. And and something that people can kind of really attach themselves to, and that has definitely happened. I mean, we've had, um, we had uh, 40 of our biggest loyal fan base going and getting our logo tattooed on them not so long ago. Yeah. How did that come about? Did they just yeah. do it or did, was that, was that, did you? So there was, yeah, there's a quite interesting story behind it. So the, um, there was a, a guy that loved coming to the club so much that he, we have a, our entry stamp, um, is dazed, D-A-Z-E-D, -E um, because house because of the, the the term halcyon days, and that obviously that's days, D-A-Y-S, but we turned it into days because it's a club. Um, so and hence the dazed stamp. So this guy um, actually loved the club so much that he went and got that permanently kind of tattooed, <laughs> and, and that. it was his first tattoo as well. A guy oh called Zach. Days. Awesome guy. So we were like, that is amazing. You obviously are getting free entry for life. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so, and that kind of, we posted that on social media and um, the response was brilliant. Um, and loads of people kind of were like, you know, we love the club too and um, maybe we'll do it. So we ended up organizing kind of a group tattoo session for said people and we were like cool if you want to do it we'll like go and all do it together so um another fan of the club was a tattoo artist so he was like come down to my tattoo shop we'll have a dj playing in the background and we'll all get like tattoos so that happened and there was there's now 44 people with the halcyon logo tattooed on various parts of their bodies and they are obviously on our permanent free wow. entry list wow. uh, it, we've had so many people since asking to do it but i was like i don't know how many free entries for life we can give and stay afloat as a business yeah but, there's, um, got, there's got to be a business aspect to some point of it so yeah yeah exactly exactly so um yeah so so just like it's a, it's been amazing there's, there's, a, there's a real sense of community in san francisco in terms of the the music industry 
the club industry. Um, and it, it took us a little little while to kind of just settle in and find our place within that. But mm-hmm. now um, we definitely have kind of a loyal, a loyal following in the city, people that come kind of week in, week out. And then it's fantastic to see new people come as well. Maybe if we book something slightly off piece, um, we'll get kind of a new wave of folks coming through. And then obviously there's the new wave of 21 year olds through all the time as well so but in in sf people if you if you're into if you're into dance music in san francisco you're into it for life it definitely doesn't have like an age cut off perhaps like like what i've seen in other other areas of the world um in san francisco it's all ages and um yeah it's a really thriving uh cool community there so that's cool and are you now building your own community within the club and your own like how are you are you doing other things to kind of bolster that community and make make those you know connections with all your with your actual loyal people yeah we are um i mean obviously we've got the club going week in week out and then we've started to do some off-site stuff in san francisco now so we did a boat party this year with christian martin where we sailed underneath the golden gate bridge uh yeah it it was it was pretty special it was on the fourth of july as well so yeah um and that sold out um and then we did like an afters at the club um and that was cool because it was the first time we've done something with the halcyon brand kind of externally um and then this year coming now we are doing a couple more off-sites like i'm doing a partnership with boiler room to do um it's halcyon times boiler room for their birthday party um and that's gonna be um one of the peers um, and that's going to be like 3000 capacity. So that's going to be a pretty big one. Um, and then there's a couple more things um, I've got in the pipeline that are going to be at really kind of bespoke offsite locations, kind of cool little stuff with, with artists that we've worked with a couple of times now and have come through the club and, and we've got kind of good relationships with. They've now asked us to kind of do a Halcyon event, but outside of them, we'll probably do an afters at the club because we can go late. Yes. Um, that. So there's there's that, and then um, and then kind of co co branded with Halcyon, um, we are doing an event in Hawaii in February. Whoa. Yeah. How did that so come about? That sounds cool. Yeah, it's been um, it's been in the pipeline for like two years. Um, Gina and I have been traveling to different kind of foreign location events for for a while. Um, and seeing kind of what's been done well and what's not been done so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hawaii is definitely a location that is a little bit untapped at the moment in terms of dance music. There is stuff going on, um, but ha- perhaps not to the degree that kind of we would know it in San Francisco or here in LA. Um, so we decided, and also, you know, geographically, you've got the Australian market and the American market either side, so it's quite easily accessible. Oh, uh, okay, so it's not that, I guess it's still a flight, but it's still not as far, yeah, okay. No, it's not, and it's not It's not too expensive either. Um, but obviously, and obviously it's in America, it's an American state, so, yeah. um, so it's really easy for, for Americans. But um, yeah, so we, knew that there was kind of a gap in the market to do something um, and we wanted to kind of be creative and 
always up for kind of creating an, a really cool event. So yeah, we've partnered with some um, promoters on the island and we found um, a few different venues and we're going to do a weekend um, of events. So it's four days and then multi um, venues basically, rather than just doing one, we're kind of taking different, doing different parties at different venues. So we've got yeah. um, really, really cool roof deck that's kind of right on the sea. We've got a thousand capacity nightclub called Pure Whoa. that we do stuff at. Um, We've got um, our host hotel, which has got a really cool roof deck as well. Um, and, and the concept really is, for us, we're trying to constantly do new and innovative things with within the constraints of kind of the dance music industry. And um, we wanted to do something that embraced the local Hawaiian culture and really kind of platform that, um, but that also had a bit of a focus on sustainability. Yeah. Um, so as much as possible, we're um, attempting zero trace. Um, we are um, just really focusing on making sure that we're responsible in how we kind of produce the event. So that's that's a really strong focus, and I think it's something that's important to kind of do um, when creating something. Yeah, nowadays. that's crazy. How long have you been working on that event for? That sounds mad. Two years. Whoa. So, yeah yeah so the soft we actually soft soft announced uh last week and then um we're gonna be announcing lineup stuff in the next two weeks and then we'll probably do a second phase in the new year so but yeah it's president's day weekend um which is valentine's weekend um for non-americans uh, <laughs> so february 14 through 17th yeah catch, catch people on the way out of tulum and on the way into miami music week basically Oh my god! Constantly partying in America, nonstop. Yeah, so that's so that's a two-year process. Whoa! So then I guess you start with working with the government and and, and getting your getting. I guess how that 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 process must be long. Like you you must start with I guess talking to the local authorities and then you and then you start building a lineup later down the line or. Yeah, and and Hawaii's very Hawaii's to be honest got a lot of similarities to Ibiza in terms of. Um, a lot of things are very, and I mean, I mean, dance music industries like this as well. But a lot of things very much need to be done in person, you know. Um, and there's a lot of conversations that need to happen, and there's a lot of kind of old school methods, and, and people like want to like you, know you, and trust you that you're going to be doing something kind of properly for them. Um, and Hawaii, as a, I mean, this this is in Waikiki, Oahu. So, um, in terms of a, a city, it's definitely in need of kind of an injection now and I can I can definitely see and feel that having been there recently um there's a lot of money kind of going into Hawaii now and a lot of people people are kind of more open to, to traveling there um so it's quite there's quite a buzz about the place and um, nice. it's quite an exciting time to be doing something there um and yeah well I mean that's one of the reasons why we decided to do kind of multi-venue rather than just taking over one space and kind of creating more of like a two-day festival kind of vibe mm. we're kind of utilizing the venues that are already there and 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 kind of helping them um then promote themselves and doing some stuff with what's already there you know um we're going to be bringing in our own sound system for each venue um, on our own production but using the bones of kind of what's already there and obviously then the staff and the kind of in infrastructure of, of of what's already in hawaii which is important i think 
I guess that then promotes the venues to, to the people that go and their friends and their friends and their friends for future for, for, exactly. for, for, the, for, the, for the island for future I guess as well exactly exactly and that's and as well as the sustainability and say culture is really important and that for me means not only showing people that come to the um, to the events what Hawaii is all about but also making sure that you know as much as possible we're using local Hawaiian resources and people and and embracing that so yeah, so it's, it's an exciting project for sure, nice. and that's been off, that's definitely come off the back of um, Halcyon, and it's de- you know so it's been a, it's been a progression. Yeah, I, like from a, from a, from a distance, you can see that the Halcyon has been growing as a brand, and like the the artist you're getting a bigger, and the the you're now on every tour day it seems to be, and it's like a constant over the last you know it's been growing over the last three years, which is a you know, massive uh, round of applause first and foremost, and yeah, it's well done for all of you, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, we're we're a small team. There's only three of us um, that are kind of the core team of House. I mean, obviously we've got our, our our weekend event staff, but in terms of so, and it's just it's it's kind of me that runs all the the bookings and the relationships and and um, and that side of stuff with the events. So um, yeah, it's been been a journey but I, I just try and stay creative with how I lock in those bookings you know yeah. either through kind of creative partnerships um, and just you know constantly trying to have a good reputation so it's definitely showing so well done thanks um, let's obviously the podcast is, is for helping artists as well and helping next generation so I'd love to talk to you about artist artists and yeah. artist development obviously you're an artist manager as well and I'd love to talk to you about your so just some tips really for artists. Uh, I guess from a booking's point of view, you're obviously booking artists. So it'd be good to kind of hear your thoughts for how artists can be more bookable and how they can be, you know, present themselves right to you as an artist booker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so in terms of what I look for, there's a few things. Um, generally, there's, I, I have like a, a, a sense for kind of a buzz around an artist and whether I'm excited by what they're doing. And that can be, it's really hard to put your finger on like what that is. It's like a kind of intuitive thing really, but you just know when you see something. And for me, in terms of booking an artist, like it's such a buzz when I spot that because you can almost see that it's going to be successful before it is. And you can, you can see an artist on the way up. And it's a really mm. hard thing to, to put your finger on. And I guess that, that's the million dollar question really, isn't it? Which, or, which platforms are you watching them on, I guess, as well? Uh, so I, I, I still use SoundCloud. Nice. Um, I do, I love SoundCloud. You do? Yeah. I love it. I don't know there seems to be a bit of like I feel like I feel like a lot of artists are kind of put off by it because there's a lot of restrictions and and that sort of thing but I feel like they're having a resurgence at the moment like like our we are drawing basis up page which is run by Shelly my other heart she literally just hit a million plays in 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 12 months and from from a zero from a from a from a zero to five thousand account in like 12 in 12 months like That's and, really and by just being yeah. super niche on, on in drum and bass basically uh, yeah, yeah. which we're, we're absolutely buzzing that we've kind of done that you know and I, I, I still love the platform it's it's yeah they're doing a lot and they're working hard I guess and yeah they went through a dip but I feel like they're coming out the other side of it now 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's good to hear then because I've I've kind of always um, it's it's felt like a kind of trusted place for me in terms of like genuine plays um, and just kind of um, you can I, I find it quite easy to dig back on things as well mm. to like dig into kind of what an artist has done and stuff. So so there um, social channels for sure. But you know, and uh, I used to use RA quite a lot to have a look at gigs but a lot of people don't list their gigs on RA anymore so it's 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 a mixture of all sorts of things I have um for San Francisco I have like a a, a group of kind of taste makers yeah who are they aren't they aren't kind of like all in you know it's not like we're all in one chat or anything but I have certain people that are kind of heads of different crews because there's a lot of promoter crews in San Francisco so I will sometimes kind of lean on them to be to kind of reinforce my decisions on like what I think is going to work um yeah looking at kind of socials and just how active somebody is the type of music they're putting out and the type of music they're sharing um and just whether that works with the pubs brand what the direction I kind of want to take kind of the music bookings in the club um mm -hmm. yeah there's there's a million factors to be honest there's a million factors um but I would just say in terms of artist advice it's more about staying true to who who you are and making sure that that's clearly portrayed so yeah. you know is is your social media or your soundcloud a true representation of who you are and the music that you would potentially play out yes do you still listen to mixes yeah i do cool and and, and say, like, say, say like I've got say you've got a brand new artist, they want to come and play for you for the first time. How is the best way? This is one that always asks me is how do I go and talk to that person from the first time I've ever talked to them? Like if I'm if I'm a brand new artist and I've just met you and I've met you online, how would I yeah. talk to you and go to get myself a gig? What would that process be? I, I get this quite a lot and some people do it in a good really right and some people do it really wrong so yes. but I, do, I do get the, the random random messages um well for me so i mean facebook messenger first and foremost is a terrible way to communicate with me because <laughs> i will probably miss the message so i always say to people can you please send me an email because then it's in my kind of work inbox rather than in my personal facebook yeah, I like to keep those things separate, but um, but yeah. So um, I like to know quite quickly. Some I want to listen to someone's music very quickly. Mm -hmm. that's, for me, that's the most important thing. Way way more than how many followers you've got. I want to hear kind of what what you what you've got out there. Um, then you know check out. Um, I, I want to see quite quickly like a list of like where you've recently played, or if you haven't, just be honest about that who you've played alongside um and kind of how well those because a lot of people forget to kind of communicate like oh you know i did a show in denver last week supporting say i don't know whoever artist and um and it was packed you know like that mm. bit that kind of bits of information are really key because it kind of reinforces me thinking that somebody's kind of a right choice so yeah. just just details i guess more than anything not too long, but just kind of to the point details. Yep, love a bullet point. Yeah, <laughs> the headlines. Someone told it was the headlines. I was like, okay, cool, that's quite cool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
Cool. Okay, that's really good. Yeah, because I, I, a lot of people, I get asked it so much. How do I get to, how do I, how do I get a gig there? And I'm like, no, just email them and ask, you know? That's good to know it's email. I, I'm a big fan of email. Or if, or if you've got, um, if you've got like, um, like a lot of like artists will be doing like, um, they'll have either done a remix or they'll have done something that like on somebody's label. So say like somebody's done something on say Snatch and then like Reva's coming through, like that's perfect. Cause it's yeah. like, hey, well, there's a connection there. It makes sense. Like reach out and let's try and make it happen. And that would like automatically bump you to the top of the list, you know? Right, so. right, cool. And, th and these would be more local to you and kind of yeah, West, and then, West, yeah, Coast, exactly. West Coast, West Coast kind of DJs that would be easy can get there to the gig and what might, yeah. might be on a snap, might, like you say, might be, might be on Snatch, Reva's coming through, kind of keep an eye on the, the diary and see if you can, and then, and then email you. Exactly. And then, and then if you're a bigger artist, but you don't have a team, which to be honest, doesn't happen that regularly, but it does happen sometimes. Um, normally, I'm introduced through someone else in the industry, so they're like, "Oh, right. that actually happened with Mr. V recently. Well, not recently, probably about six months ago, and uh, and he ended up coming and playing for us. Nice. Um, yeah, and it was awesome, and he's great. So that's cool. Are you in Milton Keynes at the moment? I am. Yeah. Yeah, I try to do everything now. I, I try to not leave the. Trying to, yeah, I, I tried, tried to. Someone asked me to go to a meeting in London yesterday, and I, um, I was like, "Can I have a can we have a coffee meeting on Zoom?" And I just um, got to leave, and I can, and I can just sit and have coffee, and you have coffee, and then we. That's yeah. This is a sign of the future, Graham. Yes. We're all just going to be virtual. Well, I, the, the thing is, if I go to London, it costs me forty-five quid to get there. It takes me five hours of my day to have one cup of coffee. If I sit at home and have a coffee on, on, on the internet and then I'm, I'm, it's 12 minutes and then I can, we can both get on with our lives. Do you know, I did, um, I did a, a industry mixer in New York. So I've been based, I've been like semi-based in New York um, for like the last year, year and a half. Um, and uh, there's a studio that I kind of work out of when I'm there called Key and Needle. And we, I, did a, I did an industry mixer there specifically because I felt like I was either taking meetings like this or <laughs> it was at three o'clock in the morning in a DJ booth. Yeah. There was, there was no in between. So I was like, right, we're going to do Friday night, 6 till 9 p.m. Everyone can come from the agency straight after work and then they can either go for dinner or go home to bed afterwards. And it worked. Everybody That's was like, cool. this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, so you're, so you live in New York and you, so you're living in New York, but then working, running the, sh running, booking the bookings for San Francisco. Yeah. So, well, so I'm. How's your I'm, day work? Let's, let's talk about that. How's your day work? That's okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I've just started doing bookings for another club in New York now. So. Big. Yeah, elsewhere, um, okay. which I don't know whether you know. Elsewhere, it's really cool. It's more of an art artistic concept, um, and they do a lot of band bookings because the guys behind it, Pop Gun, have always kind of more done live stuff, and then I'm kind of running more of the underground stuff with Amazing. them now. So. But yeah, in terms of my day, um, it depends on where I am. So I, I just I've just spent two months in the UK. Right. Um, and then, because uh, my family are still there, yep. um, so I try and spend as much time there as possible. Um, I think in the next year I'll be spending a little bit more time over there as well. But, um, but yeah, official base is San Francisco, and then I'm in and out of New York a lot. 
as well. Um, and it depends on where I am. You kind of, I, I do the same as, as like what you were just saying. I'm, I'm on the internet, on my laptop, <laughs> wherever I am. So you just kind of get used to working with different time zones. I was managing um, James Curd for a little while last year and he's in Adelaide in Australia. Right. So I've got an artist in Adelaide, Ants in New York, Ben Krakazat is in Sweden, yeah. and then the club's in, the club's in San Francisco. And then um, I was I was probably in New York during that time. So wow. to, yeah, that must have been quite difficult with the with the time zones from San Francisco to to Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. I I prefer being ahead time zone wise, personal preference. But when when I'm over here on the west coast of the states, you wake up to a full inbox basically. Whereas if you wake up in Europe. You're, you can be a little bit ahead of the game because you've got eight hours before anyone wakes up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, you get used to it. It depends on what, if I'm in if I'm in Europe, then I'll be working more in the evenings, a lot more in terms of computer work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, over in SF, it's the opposite way around. So. So you're managing four artists now. That's uh, three artists. So you finished James. So you're managing three now. No, just um, just Ben and Ant yeah. now, and then I do um, I do more like freelance uh, management stuff as well for kind of a couple of big, bigger artists. Um, I just do bits and bobs, like if they've got like a release coming out or um, something they want me to negotiate for them or oversee, then I'll do that. Um, but yeah, full time um, is Ant and Crackzat, and they've both been. I mean. Crackazat has been, yeah, probably five years now. So, okay, that's yeah. mad. That's really cool. Okay, we'll finish on one question. We'll finish on on a, on a top five. So, I'm going to ask you your top five things producers need to know from a, from your angle. Okay, top. I've, five. I've asked I've asked producers to answer this question, and I'm I'm assuming your answers will be, might be completely different. So, it'll be really interesting. Yeah, so um, from a management perspective or from yeah, a... Yeah, from a, from a manager and a booking, mate, either, either angle. Because the audience so, is going to be completely different to the... Because producers are always kind of going, see, do you choose yourself? And yeah, yours will be... I'm hoping... With my strategy base, like, well, I, ha- yeah, I have let's a... Yeah, do that. I have a, I have a four elements rule that I kind of say to artists, which is there's four things that you should have... If you're talking about fingers in different pies, there's four things that you should have your finger in and keep things moving all the time, which is your music, mm-hmm. producing, it mm-hmm. making music, if, if you're a producer, um, and not just a DJ, um, gigs, making sure that you've got gigs happening, um, making sure that your marketing is moving, that you've, you've got a presence and that people know who you are and what's happening with you. Um, and then your network. Yeah. So making sure that you're building contacts um, and networking constantly. And those four things, if you can keep all those four things afloat and continually moving forward, that's the best way kind of to progress as a, as a producer successfully in, in my eyes. Amazing. Um, so that's, that's that. And then, yeah, I think a focus on where you're spending your time. Find a lot of creative producers just churn out more and more and more music, and then maybe don't focus on the business side of stuff. Yeah, and making sure that they're you know getting stuff signed to the right labels, or when it is signed, that it's got 
PR behind it or you know it gets the most exposure that it can do and really thinking about really thinking about having a strategy to what you're doing because it yeah. is a business at the yes. end of the day you know what so, is what does the right label look like for you so, well it, that's that depends on the artist okay so the right label would be depending on what the direction is that you want you know and that's that I guess that's the other thing is as a, as a producer it's really knowing who you are and who you're trying to be mm-hmm. you know I think a lot of people try and think oh well I want to you know be like such and such artist but in reality it's like what does your own journey look like and then staying true to that yes. so within that you'll, you'll be like okay well I want to have releases on x y and z label okay well that's going to be my target and and that then would be the right label you know, I like that label. They had a, they had that track ABC a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> X Y Z. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a, that was a bad dad joke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> New record label for Dave's transmission. Oh no! Maybe. When we did when we did own that label, didn't they? X Y Z. Yeah. Guys, yeah, they actually. Anyway, go on. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think was that. I think. Did I give that's me five cool. tips? Yeah, that's think, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> and with a laugh. Yeah, absolutely. Wiki, well, thank you so much for joining me. That's uh, that's ins- that's really insightful. Good. Glad to hear it. Very I hope, glad to. Hear it. I hope your birthday went well because this is going out next week so yeah so we've got sold out charlotte dewitt on saturday amazing so, I'm a big fan of her. yeah it's gonna be quite special to have her in a 400 capacity room that's for sure because she's I bet. mostly mostly festivals these days so i feel very honored that um we've been able to have her with us it's gonna be great i will look out for the video on the over the weekend and, uh, and see if i can repost it to dt's instas and stuff Thank once you. yeah Thank and I hope, I, yeah, I hope it goes well. And I hope they, I hope, I can't wait to hear more about that festival. It sounds amazing. And the, the, the Hawaii, 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 Hawaii life. You have to come. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Cool. I'll leave you to your day. Have a great rest of the day. And um, I'll see you soon. Thank you. Yeah. Bye.